Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to episode 9 of TAS Talks. This episode, we are looking at Ramadan and how we can balance our ibadah with our worldly commitments. Obviously, as Muslims, we should be striving for success in the dunya and the akhirah. Um, the episode's more of a roundup of the Students for Syria webinar that took place a couple of weeks ago. I know some people didn't have access to it or weren't able to tune in for whatever reason. Um, this is just sort of a conclusion of th- on the things I picked up. Um, as well as that, I've added in some additional tips and um, pieces of advice that have benefited me um, in so many ways. And I hope it benefits you too. Um, so without further ado, let's just get straight into it. Okay, so first things first, a massive, massive part of my life, um, especially recently, has been intention. That's something that I'm constantly, constantly battling with, trying to um, renew, and I'm always, always questioning my intention for everything. That's something that I've learned to do over the past couple of months, is that really understand that everything that we do is decided upon our intention, and that's something we as Muslims should always always remember so when it comes to revising for exams or even if you're a full-time worker when it comes to ramadan and our dunya affairs we should always renew our intention and have ikhlas sincerity in what we do so say for example we've now started to uh, we've sat down we're, we're about to revise or we've just got into work Um, or we're on our way to work whatever it is that we're doing it's always important to remember why am I doing this and who is it for and just just understand like what is your why what is the reason why you're doing something and if you question that all the time and keep yourself in check the levels of barakah in your work will multiply immensely and you will genuinely see it firsthand and Allah will open so many doors for you it's unbelievable so when you sit down just tell yourself let's take rev- let's take revision for um as an example um so we've sat down now we're about to revise and i know sometimes it's so easy to feel like revision is taking time away from your ibadah um because ramadan comes once a year we wait all year for it we're so excited for it and it comes and obviously it's slap bang in the middle of exams and we feel like we can't give our in, our attention um to our worship but that's wrong we shouldn't think like that because allah has decreed and written down that for you your ramadan is going to consist consist of exams and you can use that as a way for you to get closer to allah don't ever feel like oh man this is this is taking like me away from like my Quran time or my my optional prayer time or my dhikr time or anything else that you've got planned don't think of it like that think of it as okay I'm doing my exams um Allah I want to do I want to please put barakah in my revision so that I can do well in my exams so that I can become someone who is I can become a Muslim who is productive who is going to give back to my community who's going to expand the ummah and you know help the ummah thrive with my knowledge and expertise if you make that intention trust me allah will put barakah in your revision and if it is meant for you to get those grades those good grades if it's good for your deen your dunya and your akhirah you will get it the second thing is fasting itself i know a lot of people when it comes to exam time when it comes to other 
commitments they feel like fasting is a deterrent fasting is something that is distracting it's um not possible but if it wasn't possible it wouldn't have been decreed on us fasting not only does it have its health benefits i'm not going to go into that because you can google it and trust me there's so much research on how um fasting is so beneficial for us as humans but secondly um i don't know about anyone else but food is a very big distraction for me personally so when i sit down to revise i'm usually munching on something or say if i'm going to uni to the uni library to revise i'll go out of like going out to buy lunch even though it feels like well, i'm just gonna pop out and get some food it's still taking time out do you know what i mean and that's time that that i'm not gonna need when i'm fasting so for me like practically for me fasting works because i'm not even though i might be thinking about food I'm not actually eating so I'm not wasting time and I can really give my time to my revision. Secondly, we all know that fasting as a Muslim is something that we can also use to stay away from our desires to better ourselves. If someone um, is advised to Muslims that if you are struggling with something, for example, um, if you want to stay away from sin, if you want to um, control your desires, if you want to stop listening to music or whatever it is, that you're trying to better yourself um Allah tells us to fast because it's something that when you when you're fasting you abstain from certain th- things that are haram and that like levels you um as a muslim and it really grounds you it brings you closer to Allah fasting has so many benefits so when i hear people who alhamdulillah they've got good health they're able saying that they're not going to fast in Ramadan because of exams, personally, I find it quite bizarre. If you don't have ill health and you're you're absolutely fine, then, you know, f- fasting shouldn't be something that we give up just because of exams. It comes once a year and, like, who knows if we'll see the next one. Do you know what I mean? And if you think about it, fasting is good for your health. So you're also, during exams, what other better time to be looking after your health than um that period of time so uh, like along with its health benefits its spiritual benefits personally i think don't give up fasting man like don't do it because you'll see the difference in the levels of barakah you have in your revision or your work or whatever it is that you're doing thirdly quran like i have to say this quran has literally transformed my life in the last i'd say six weeks um i'll be honest um i know we shouldn't expose our sins or whatever but sometimes i feel like it's necessary to talk about certain things if it feels like other people can benefit from it or take lessons from it i was someone who for the last couple of years have really really um neglected the quran i used to I see I see even be a teacher of Quran like imagine my bonds with the Quran used to be so strong and I'm not saying this in a way to gas myself up I'm just saying it to compare like what I was and what I became um I used to I used to teach Quran I used to live and breathe it I used to love it so much I used to part I used to take part in Quran competitions and like from a young age alhamdulillah like my parents instilled it in us like Quran is everything and then I everyone has dips in their life and i had a stage where like it was literally rock bottom and for me obviously hardships they either bring you closer to allah 
or they take you away and sometimes before they bring you closer to Allah you, during your dip you distance yourself and you you move away from Allah before you realize that you need Allah and for me that's what I think happened um I hit rock bottom so badly I just I would literally the Quran sits next to my bed and I'd pray I'd fast I'd I'd do other things but the Quran for some reason I just felt like it was such a chore and I just didn't have a connection with it I gave up teaching it um because of how my life was going I was going south I, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to teach it anymore um and I didn't feel like I was doing it justice so I gave it up and yeah like for the last um and then the the months following on from that dip in my iman I just I really didn't have a connection with the Quran and I really felt like my soul was drying up it had it was it was craving Quran so badly and obviously I didn't know that at the time I would literally just sometimes just feel so down I'd feel so um restless I feel like there was something missing I didn't know what it was and I couldn't I don't know what happened but one night I was I was sitting on the prayer mat I'm looking at the Quran every night I'd look at it I'd literally look at it and I'd just be like oh no nah, it and I'd go to sleep but that night for some reason I don't know what it was but again I was just feeling really empty um and really hollow and just so like uncomfortable with my life um I picked it up I started reading it and I promise you I just started crying I don't know what it was but it felt like you know like a th- like when you're really thirsty and you drink water that's how I felt like wallahi I'm like no word of a lie that's how I felt and f- like alhamdulillah since that day like not a single day has gone by it's very fresh by the way like very f- I'm talking like maybe f- six weeks now that I've been practicing it and I'm not saying this to like share my good deeds and you know show that like I'm some pious person trust me like if you guys knew the real me you you would even want to know me like I'm such a sinner but this one thing that I do has completely transformed my life like Quran has just oh, I don't know it's just it's just given me more like of a reason to live and to really love the deen and the words of Allah whether you understand it or not like there's one story that I was told when I was younger like a little boy he had a basket that was dirty and his granddad told him to go and get water and a basket has holes in it right um because of of its structure so he looked at his granddad and he was like how can I carry water from the well um the water's gonna fall out um and then the granddad said to him just go go and go and go and get the water so he went back and forth back and forth back and forth and every time he comes back from the well by the time he reaches the house what's happened to the water it's gone it's fallen out so he was just just getting frustrated and said to his granddad why are you making me do this like the water's not gonna we're not gonna get any water doing this and then the granddad told him to take a look at the basket and obviously what's happened to it it started off dirty but it's become clean now because of how the water's run through it and he said that is how your heart is when you recite quran even though sometimes for a lot of us we're not you know arabic isn't our first language but the beauty of it is that even though we don't understand it it cleanses our soul and it's, it purifies us in ways that we don't understand so 
before you revise or before you start your day or even even if you can't start your day with it end your day with it or find time somewhere between between your hours or your breaks to recite quran and especially if it's ramadan it's the month of the quran it's the month where the whole month just revolves around quran 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 and re- reading it don't ever feel like it will take away from your revision time or it will um or like it's a waste of time don't ever feel like that because trust me if you get nothing out of your revision that day you will have you would have fed your soul and there's no better nourishment than that and when you recite quran do it with an intention don't just um be selfish with it like say if you you want to do well in something whether it's at work or uni or with your revision make dua before you start right and make the intention like oh Allah you know I'm reading the surah I'm reading these ayat because um I want to do well in this or, or that just make that intention um and and utilize the Quran is a tool and I think sometimes we forget that um a lot of people have this mentality that you know are um I can't read Quran because I didn't pray today or I didn't do this I didn't do that sod it like the Quran's there for you to use be selfish with it use it and trust me like honestly it literally it changes your life even if it's three ayats a day it will completely transform everything that you do and building that relationship with the quran is something that we should all work towards in ramadan that's what the month is for so if you don't do anything really work on your relationship with the quran um it, it will honestly i don't know a lot some people don't even know this but the quran on the day of judgment it will come in the form of a man and it will intercede for you that's how beautiful reciting the quran is so make a bond with it create a relationship with it and see how it transforms your life okay so next thing is procrastination something we all struggle with um me i am so guilty of it i will literally procrastinate like there is no tomorrow i I don't know how but I have a really short attention span so I distract myself so easily um one of the ways that Sheikh during the webinar said to overcome this was to break things down into small steps he used the example of a mountain uh for those for those of you have who've you know climbed mountain whether it's Snowdon or you know done a trek or, or anything when you when, before you start you don't you don't go up a mountain staring at its peak because it's going to demotivate you so badly because all you're going to see is how big it is and you know um how much you still got left to go don't look at it like that break things down into small steps say if you've got a whole topic to revise break it down into small steps so um, make subtopics make topics within those subtopics and revise small bits at a time and every time you do something write it down tick it off write it down tick it off because then you can visualize everything that you've done and you'll feel more productive it's like um it's like positive reinforcement as well um it's really encouraging to yourself um you've got to be your 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 biggest hype person do you know what i mean um and for me that's what works say if i've done something i say if i feel a little bit um unproductive today but i know i'm just being hard on myself i'll make a list of all the things that i've um got done and i'll make it and I make the list longer than it should be. I break it down. So, for example, say if I've revised one topic, but instead of just um, writing on my list that I've revised one topic, 
I'll write down every single thing within that topic that I've revised and I'll take it down because then it looks like more as well and it's more encouraging to yourself obviously don't do that if you know you've been unproductive um because then that's just you know gassing yourself for no reason and you don't want to do that either okay next thing is prioritizing a lot of us including myself one of the things I struggle with the most is prioritizing my workload um I have 101 things to do I find it overwhelming and there's some days where there's so much to do that I don't end up doing any of it because I just don't know where where to start um so the best way to tackle that Sheikh said is to make lists lists are your best friend in life trust me um you don't need you don't even need a book or anything to write it down um you can just literally just use the notes up on your phone um write down everything you need to do okay because then you can physically see a breakdown of all your commitments and then you look at set a deadline for each thing this needs to be done then this needs to be done you know next wednesday then thursday and friday whenever it is because then you can prioritize and see what things need to get done first or what things you can push back a little bit later or you can get back to um and also don't feel guilty in prioritizing your exams over i don't know 20 rakats of tarawih um yes it's the month of doing extra ibadah but also you in right now at this moment in time in um in your life exams are priority because you need it to be successful that's obviously again it all comes down to intention if you've made the intention that you want to be successful so that you can benefit the ummah so you can be a productive muslim and an asset to the community then yes right now in order to achieve that um you need to do well in your exams and so you need to prioritize that over doing the full uh, length of tarawih you know it, it is permissible for you to um not do the full thing and that's absolutely fine because you might have another day during the month where you know you don't have as much revision to do and then you can pray the full tarawih and it's um completely completely understandable so don't feel bad about it don't feel like oh man i'm going to get sin for it like don't feel like that because as muslims should learn to balance things out as well so um bear that in mind but most of us we feel like especially i don't know about anyone else but it's when you when you first start practicing islam or when you first come into the deen or you know you first sort of have that iman boost right you feel like oh man yeah i need to do it. you kind of become extreme in the sense that you really like go ham on it like you you'll be fasting you'll be praying you'll be doing dhikr and you'll be really really intense and you'll just sort of like start neglecting your worldly duties and really really prioritizing your deen um yes all of that's good but again n- even in islam nothing excessive is good we should all learn to find a balance and that bal- balance comes in striving for success in the dunya as well and the akhirah do you know what i mean so don't feel like revising and working hard even at work is something that's you know um that's is is you neglecting your your deen it's not if you tie your worship to your worldly duties then you'll have barakah in everything and you can re- reap the rewards from everything you do from the moment you step foot outside your house and seeking knowledge is something that we as muslims are you know it, it's it's compulsory on us we we need to seek knowledge and we need to make sure that um we're we're being productive with our time some scholars even say that wasting time for a muslim is haram do you know what i mean um so we should all try and be as productive as we can during the month of ramadan 
or e- even outside Ramadan, tying your worship to um, your daily activities is essential in in all the months of the year, not just Ramadan. Another key principle that was talked about during the webinar is relying on relying on a routine rather than motivation. I actually also listened to a talk about this where the person was it wasn't islamic or anything it was literally just a motivational talk where they were talking about how it's not motivation that we need it's self-discipline and i think making a routine is part of that self-discipline once you give yourself a routine once you write down the times of things um it's so much easier to work around and um maneuver your day we were advised to make a timetable know what time suhoor starts know what time iftar um, is going to be and the timetable is out already if you go on to if you go on to google and you just type in ramadan 2019 calendar it will all come up um, alhamdulillah i've done mine now and the things that you should keep consistent in every single day is your salah obviously what you do is um if you've got in, in your timetable you write down the five salahs right and you make that template and everything else that you put onto your your timetable should rotate around and work around your salah times that way you're you're balancing your deen and your dunya together as well so like let me just give like a a little breakdown of the timetable that i've set for myself so i'm a morning person you might not be so this might not work for you so i know that between three to four a.m um is i'm gonna be focusing on suhoor and you know fajr prayers because that's the time that's been allocated that's that that is something i'm not going to change throughout the whole of the month um then between then after fajr until 8 a.m is when i'm going to do my revision but if you're a night person um who likes staying up at night and doing work that can be your rest time do you know what i mean and then between 8 and 12 p.m i'd rest i'd sleep and just like get some shot eye because obviously sleep is very very important um whether you're doing exams or not you need sleep otherwise your body just won't function or process any of the information that you're feeding it and then uh, the time um will set in around like one ish so between 12 and 1 30 p.m i've dedicated that to quran and um salah one side note for tips for trying to complete the whole quran it might not be as practical practical for sisters because obviously we miss um we, um we have our breaks and stuff um like for a couple of days so it's not ideal but for like brothers you can do four pages of quran um before and after every salah and that should help you to complete it before the month um finishes and that's you don't have to restrict yourself to just four pages you can do more than that push yourself if you like and finish it quicker um for sisters maybe you can increase the amount of pages that you read depending on when your cycle begins and ends so you know that um okay so roughly i'm not going to be fasting for like six seven days maybe up my pages that i recite to about eight to ten um okay so back to the timetable and then so after the madhuhar between 2 to 5 p.m i'll do my revision that's my revision block again if for example that's a day that you don't have a lot of revision to do you can dedicate to anything else it can be learning tafsir learning hadith doing dhikr more quran nafal prayers anything or even just a bit of rest maybe you want to have a nap um completely up to you then between 5 and 6 p.m um i've dedicated to asr and quran again because i've made sure that whenever i pray 
um i'm gonna inshallah try and bet try my best to um, incorporate quran as well and uh, might be before might be after whenever it is but quran and prayer i've put them together and then 6 p.m until iftar i've left for iftar prep and ibadah because bet- before maghrib between asr and maghrib is like that peak time where du'as are accepted um, and it's the most precious time to do um, dhikr and really try and attain that closeness to Allah because it is the month of Ramadan and we should be trying to do just that build our relationship with Allah so that's the perfect time to really um, absorb that that barakah and then obviously for those of you who help your mom in the kitchen or your dad in the kitchen or even make iftar on your own even during that time you can still make it an act of ibadah while you're you know chopping your onions or whatever it is that you're doing have dhikr on your on your um, tongue or have quran playing or have a tafsir on and listen to it it could be a podcast it could be anything um and do something while you're preparing your iftar so you can reap the benefits as well and then after iftar um until taraweeh is obviously just food and prayers um it doesn't really need much explanation and then after taraweeh until suhoor um i i personally would rest you might be again a night person so that would be your revision time as opposed to after fajr so after i rest between after taraweeh and before suhoor that's my sleep time and then afterwards i would revise after fajr but again it's completely up to you the kind of person that you are um and you can just work with it play around with it and see um what works for you and um one thing to remember is don't be too hard on yourself this timetable isn't concrete be consistent with it try and stick to it as much as you can but if you don't then don't worry too much about it because as humans that's how we're created we we make mistakes we have flaws and sometimes it's very hard to stick to things so it's just important to pick yourself back up and don't feel like you have to stick to it you have days where where you have to do different things you have different commitments and it's not it's not realistic to say that every single day is going to be the exact same and obviously Allah has better plans so he might have um, other plans for you yeah don't worry about it as long as you've got your five salahs in place and you can work around it um, inshallah you should be fine one thing to remember is that we as humans we can't control what happens to us but we can control how we react to it and that is what defines us as individuals so you know if you can't stick to revision one day if you can't commit to um one of your priorities that day don't worry about it if calamities do befall us just learn to react to it in a positive way and find your silver linings okay now moving on to just some general tips firstly have reliance on allah um everything will happen for the best so don't stress out too much about your exams um you know try your best and then that's you tying your camel and then leave the rest to allah when you find something difficult just bang to raqa nafal and you know just make the intention and inshallah you know things will work out um an important tip is tahajjud um tahajjud has so many benefits like it's crazy even just you know you can pray tahajjud 15 minutes before fajr especially during the month of ramadan we have no excuse we're up for suhoor we should try our best to read tahajjud every single day imam i think it was imam shafi who said that you know the the dua made during tahajjud salah um d- during sorry during tahajjud time is um like an arrow 
that doesn't miss its target like that's how powerful it is and we know Allah comes down um, during that time of the night to answer the du'as of his servants he comes down to the lowest heaven and I think it was Yasir Qadi who said that none of us you don't truly want something unless you're waking up and praying to Hajjud for it and I think that's one of the realest things I've ever heard you tr- like unless you don't know how badly you want something until you're up during that last third of the night you know crying to Allah praying to him for it to happen um so tahajjud is very very powerful utilize it trust me it is so helpful um there's a dua that I has just sort of been like my go-to for any problem any hardship and that's la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntum min there is none worthy of worship besides you you are far exalted and above all weakness surely i am from among the wrongdoers and that dua was recited by yunus when he was inside the the belly of the whale we all know that you know allah um, saved him from that calamity and i think it's just such an expression of your you know your reliance on allah and it, it alhamdulillah till date has brought me out of every difficulty that i've found so um recite that constantly when you're revising um and and don't feel overwhelmed because you know we all know um the ayah where, where allah says you know La nafsan illa wusaha. like no, no soul is burdened more than what it can bear and you know allah knows that you've got the capacity to deal with this much um workload he knows that you can balance it out he knows that you have that in you so just like believe in your own source in it and just make sure that you don't overdo it um don't stress out too much because at the end of the day um i know it's really cliche but the real test lies after we die um that doesn't go to um that doesn't mean that you know don't strive to be the best as muslims should always try and aim high have high aspirations and be the best version of um version version of ourselves and the last thing that i want to kind of wrap up on is the power of dua um not just in arabic not just learning supplications but in terms of having a conversation with allah when we like all of us when we have a phone call with someone or even a whatsapp conversation like how many of us um have like 10 second conversations or 20 30 second conversations not unless it's like just like a quick oh where are you or if you're meeting someone when we have phone calls with with our you know with our friends or family or whoever it is or even if it's a conversation face to face you know hours and hours like lengthy conversations that we have with each other um i think it's really important to understand that in the same way we should be having those kind of conversations with Allah whether we're going through something whether we just need someone to talk to a lot of us um in this day and age we'd rather um pour our hearts out during sad boy hours to a random person in our dms on instagram twitter snapchat wherever it is than talk to Allah and that's the reality of it um, we just don't have that relationship with Allah where we can just raise our hands and just sit there for a couple minutes, you know, 20, 30 minutes even, and just have, like, just pour your heart out. And just because we can't physically see him, that doesn't mean he's not there. Um, and that's what it means to build a relationship with someone where you can be comfortable enough and understand that he is there and he can hear you and just speak to him. 
tell him to, about your revision problems tell him about um what you're struggling with tell him about what makes you happy thank him for everything that he's giving to you um tell him that you know ask allah to um make our hearts clean and you know make us successful in the dunya and the akhirah and you know just just cry to him man just pour your hearts out and it doesn't have to be in the middle of the night it can be after salah it can be just sitting on your bed before you go to sleep just find comfort in the ability to make dua to allah remember that you know for those of us who inshallah do make it to ramadan even i don't know if i'm gonna make it for those of us who are lucky to reach it just remember that the whole month is about trying to become close to allah and appreciate all the blessings in our life and for everyone who's got exams or work whatever it is good luck with it inshallah and i really hope allah makes us um successful with our exams with our revision with our work and makes us all you know assets to our ummah and the best of the best in everything that we do allahumma amin and yeah i really hope this has been a beneficial episode for you guys um and i'll see you on the next one